This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. A quarter of U.S. entrepreneurial ventures fail after a year. More than half don't make it past year five. Given that, how do entrepreneurs react to a downturn in their financial situations? Do they cut their losses and close up shop, or do they hang in there? That may depend on the makeup and the closeness of the team involved in decision-making, particularly if they are friends. A new report from the Wharton School and City University of London says that hope trumps fear when it comes to new ventures dealing with potential failure. The report is titled, Which Matters More? Group Fear versus Hope in Entrepreneurial Escalation of Commitment. Wharton Management Professor Sigal Barsad is one of the authors of the report. She joins me here in studio. And on the phone are the other two authors, Tori Huang, who's an entrepreneurship and organizational behavioral scholar, and also Vangelis Suitaris, who's professor of entrepreneurship at the Cass Business School at City University of London. Great to have you all with us, Sigal. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. And you uh, you just gave away the story. <laughs> partly, partly. But there's, but there's a lot more detail. Tori, Vangelis, great to have you with us today. Thank you both for, for joining us. Thank you for great having us. I, I guess let's start with the backstory on this. Uh, why look into this particular area for research, Sigal? Um, so... Entrepreneurship um, obviously is an incredibly exciting area, and and much of the work in entrepreneurship has focused on you know things like do you get funding and how and what. But what has only started to recently get focus is such an inherent part of entrepreneurship, which are the emotions involved in it. I mean, entrepreneurships right. are incredibly emotional. The decision to to put yourself out there that way and then continue, and there's so much uncertainty. And so we, um, we as a team were really interested in, well, wait a minute, how does the emotion of the entrepreneur and our interest particularly within entrepreneurial teams, because even though we have this vision of the single entrepreneur, usually it's entrepreneurial teams, right. how would their emotions influence things? Vangelis, why do you see behavior and emotions being so so important from your perspective? Uh, I'm an entrepreneurship professor, and um, as Sigal said, um, it's a new area, in, uh, emotions and entrepreneurship, especially in, in um, context of uh, venture termination. So as, as uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, many firms fail. It's part of the game in entrepreneurship. And um, we know a little bit about uh, post-failure emotions, especially grief, um, but we don't know anything about uh, pre <laughs> like pre-termination emotions. So is there is there right. anything that you feel and, and makes you to stop or, or makes you to keep keep going? And um, this is where um, why we uh, focused on emotions, so in particular hope and fear, because um, they are uncertainty related emotions, uh, and entrepreneurship is uncertain. That's why we picked them. Tori, the the the, the role that this group friendship plays. In this mm-hmm. entire process, obviously, when you're when you're getting together with a group of friends to to push forward an idea, obviously, the hope is initially that you have that success. But that group friendship dynamic, I would think, has to has to play a significant part in terms of the, the decisions that you make from day one overall, whether it is during a period of success or a period of failure. That is true. Um, and uh, in entrepreneurship research, um, even though we it, it's very obvious to to um, to see that um, friendship has to matter. Um, we know a lot of entrepreneurial teams 
um, that are friends, and that's how people started um, uh, becoming a team. Uh, but research is actually um, there. Actually, isn't much research in that. And what we found is that first of all, um, teams that are friends are uh, in general actually more likely to escalate their commitment to um, something that is for currently failing. So that is one. And we also found uh, a moderating effect of friendship in the relationship between group fear and escalation of commitment. Um, uh, sorry, de-escalation of commitment, which is basically quitting the venture that seems to be failing. So uh, friendship plays a role in that relationship, but not so much in the other relationship we examined, which is the relationship between group fear, uh, sorry, group hope and escalation of commitment. It, it makes me wonder, Sigal, if when you have the group of friends that are bringing forward of, of whether or not a friend in that group is willing to stick in it just because of being a friend, they may think something different about, well, you know what, maybe it is time to, to cut bait here and, and, and to end this, but they will stay in because of the other, the other people involved. Yeah. I mean, that's, so this, this uh, main effect of friendship that we found that they stay in longer, um, we, we think that that's likely the case, right? Your friends also could be on the positive side, you just enjoy being together and that makes you want to continue more. And so that that is what leads to that. The other result that that Tori mentioned, which was that there was a differentially if you were friends and the group felt fearful, you were more powerfully going to end the venture. In that case, what that signals is that friends might be paying more attention to each other's emotions right. um, than than acquaintances are, right? Or than you know, and that that they're like, okay, I get it, you're upset, fine, l- let's let's just stop, you know. Right. So, but I think that what was really interesting here is again the relationship between people. People don't come into work, you know, tabla rasa, and they don't care about who they're working with. They care about who they're working with, yeah. and particularly in an entrepreneurial startup type of situation. Can you can you determine uh, through your research or other research that's been out there if there is potentially a higher level of success when it is a group of friends that is involved in an entrepreneurial venture in comparison to just having a business relationship where you don't have that emotion as much involved? Well, and you could and, and actually I'll defer to my colleagues on the entrepreneurial side if there was actually a study on that. Um, do you guys know if there was an, an actual study? Vangelis? Yes. Um, friendship is, is important. That's why people actually uh, work together. There, there's a lot of friends teams and also there are a lot of family business teams. Like people are, trust each other when they are friends and when they work with their family. Um, on the other hand, um, complementary strangers are also very useful for entrepreneurship. So uh, sometimes our best friends are very similar to us and we need complementary skills. Uh, so the literature um, is in balance there. And to be honest, I, I, I believe that complementary strangers are thought to be mm-hmm. more important. So we advise people to actually get out there and get, get out of their friends, not, not ignore their friends, but search harder in order to find um, complementary people in order to create entrepreneurial teams. Tori? Um, to add to uh, what Vangelis said, um, uh, I think being friends in a team also brings other um, downsides, uh, so when, particularly when it comes to um, the kind of situation that we, we examine in this study where things are not really going well. Um, if people kind of stuck together 
just because they're friends, as you mentioned, then um, then that doesn't necessarily always lead to the best results in terms of business performance. Um, so that that is, I think it's uh, being friends in a team is kind of a um, double-edged sword. So it works in in some ways and it brings merits in some ways, but also disadvantages in other ways. And to round that out, um, there was a study actually that I'm remembering that showed that working with friends, doing a startup with friends was not necessarily the best idea because the people who you um, kind of like to hang out, only if you had worked with them before. Right. So if you're, you know, if you're just hanging out with your buddies and you know them from a social way, that may not translate at all to a business and it actually could be worse. Right. Because if, if you are in a situation where you're working with your friends, chances are you are going to be going out with those friends to have dinner or go to the bar, whatever it might be. <laughs> and that conversation is probably going to continue. And, and if you're in a negative spot at that point, that conversation, well, I would be, think, could be bad. It could be even worse. I think that particular yeah. study was more a priori in the sense yeah. of that people who you play with may not necessarily be the same people you want to work with, right. right? And they may not have the skill sets you need. But absolutely, I think your bar interpretation works well. I, I would wonder, Tori, that, then does it, it – were you able to find out whether the – the stress of the situation had an impact on the stress of the friendship at times? Um. Uh, I, I don't think we will be able to say that from this study. Um, but I was actually running all the uh, the, the uh, lab sessions, so I observed all these teams, kind of face to face, the entire process of, of how this um, well went down. And um, yes, I think some teams, particularly at the end of the study, they had to discuss whether they were going to quit. Um, sometimes some people want to, some people don't, and. Um, that could actually be a very difficult conversation. Um, and I actually saw kind of uh, some teams, not all of them, but um, had kind of a, um, well, not so pleasant uh, situation. And I, I am not sure if that actually has an impact on their friendship after they um, left the lab. But um, from what I saw, it could become very difficult. Thank Alice. Um, yes, it, it, it is. As the story said, is um, out of scope of the study to to see if they if something happened to their friends. Um, we can only guess. Um, but um, in general, basically, when when things go wrong, friendship goes wrong as well. So that's that's one of the downside of working with friends, actually. You're listening. You lose your friends apart from losing the business at the end. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Joined in studio by Sigal Barsad, who is uh, of the Wharton School. Also joined on the phone by uh, Vangelis Suitaris, uh, who is a professor of entrepreneurship at the Cass Business School at City University of London. And also joined by Tori Huang, who's an entrepreneurship and organizational behavioral scholar. Uh, we're talking about uh, the research that they have done about uh, entrepreneurs and friendships within the development of entrepreneurships and whether or not that friendship continues to develop, whether they stay in or get out when times are bad. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Scott, you wanted to... Add in something. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted also to give the the listeners a sense of what we what we did, and, and this relates yeah. to your question about the friendship. Um, what was exciting about this study is that um, we had people come into the lab in groups of three, 
and they did a very elaborate um, simulation of an entrepreneurial startup. But what was so exciting about the study is that most of the work that has been done to date on escalation of commitment to a losing course of action has been uh, sort of in your head, like, oh, if you were doing this, what would you do? And it was only one shot. In this case, we could watch them through multiple rounds, like, you know, up to 21 rounds for some of the teams. And after every single round, they got feedback saying how they were doing, and they actually recorded how much hope and fear they felt at that point. And so what that allowed us to do is it allowed us to kind of, uh, you know, capture, capture the wild in the lab, which is to see, well, how did fear rise and fall and how did how did over time these effects occur? And it also we videotaped everything. Right. So it allowed us mm-hmm. to then measure engagement, which we found out ultimately explained our results. And so even the understanding through each one of those rounds did not mm-hmm. realistically change that dynamic of of, uh, of staying in, having that commitment. Um, well, it it. It did in well. It it's funny. It did and it didn't, right? Because people did did leave. Right. What we were looking at is to see how fast they left. Yeah. Why they left? There was one team, by the way, who did succeed in the in the sim. Because if the reason for them to stay in was that they could win up to four hundred and fifty dollars about, and and we set it up similar to entrepreneurships, which are it's it's hard to get it, but it's a big win at the end. Yeah. One of the most exciting things we found though was that what. What we found with group hope and fear went above and beyond how much money they had put in the sim. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that was that was a very because they were putting in their own money. Not really, but they thought they were. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Tori, you wanted to add something. Yeah. Uh- well, um, I, well, this is kind of a, a, a slightly different point, but I also wanted to say that we were also very much inspired by the escalation of a commitment literature, um, which is a very rich school, um, literature that examined the phenomenon of escalation of commitment. But in the past, um, what we know about this phenomenon is that people actually stay in. They persist in um failing courses of action, like the one we examined, but people stay in because um, they feel trapped and they feel hopeless. Um, It's a very kind of different type of situation from the one we examined. So we thought that um, in particularly in entrepreneurship, um, I I would like to think that people persist, hopefully, and, and because of that, they are engaged with the task and they keep going, they strive, and that's why some of them eventually enjoy success. Um, and not that people actually feel stuck in that situation and they just stay in hopelessly. Um, that would not be something we would like to see. And, and well, it turns out that what we found in, with this study is that people do persist uh, hopefully, not hopelessly. Um, so for entrepreneurship, I think that is, I would like to say, a good, a good finding that people actually persist and strive and um, stay in a seemingly failing course of action, kind of currently, hopefully. Thank you, Alice. Your thoughts? Yes. Um, just to um, go on on Seagal's point and to make it even clearer that the people that were playing, playing with their own money. So it was a lab session where we 
convince them from the start that um, it was a game that you could you should invest as, as in a real business. So not not uh, material money. So there was some game money which can could be bought with real money. So and 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 it worked like in a lab, like in real business. So in the beginning you had to invest in order to see some fruits of your action later. And the investment actually was going um, more and more every, with every round exponentially higher. Uh, up to the time that um, either you win the, the big the big results in the end, or you lose um, more and more with every round. That that kind of scenario um, it was made it real, made it realistic as, as realistic as possible. It was a simulation, but uh, it was the first time in the literature that somebody attempted to actually uh, make people feel what it is to lose, to be losing more uh, uh, every time, and then try to see if they would stop or not. And that that is a in, my, in our opinion a break. In the in methodological in the literature. How do you think? Oh, the- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Vangelis. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Well, I, I want to ask you: How do you think that then the results that you found from this research, and, and Tori kind of alluded to this herself a second ago, but get your thoughts on it? How do you think that that this potentially impacts entrepreneurial ventures, especially amongst friendships moving forward? Um, yes. So. The main the main point is that um, hope comes fear. So, okay, when when you're afraid, you are going to stop. When you when you're hopeful, you're going to uh, try harder. Actually, that's that's something as well to actually th- think about. But in the end, um, basically, hope dies dies last. So, uh, as long as there's hope, people will just uh, go on and uh, and invest more. And here is, um, in, in my opinion. Um, something to say to entrepreneurs. Um, so in our scenario, there, there was um, a study of escalation of commitment. So the business was going uh, down and, uh, and you were observing when they're going to stop. The problem with this is that um, you can never say, we can never tell that uh, ex ante, some often. So the difference between escalation of commitment and persistence is really hard to actually tell before the actual the actual outcome. So um, what we found is if, if you're hopeful, you escalate and you might lose more. But uh, in, in one out of, out of uh, 66 cases that we had, they, they actually escalated and persisted more and they, they, they won the jackpot in the end. <laughs> so it can, go, it can go both ways. So what we tell the entrepreneurs is that, yes, if you are hopeful, you're going to escalate more and, and uh, hope dies last. And most of the times you have to stop yourself because you are wrongly hopeful and you're going to invest more and more and you're going to expose yourself financially mm-hmm. but there are sometimes that um, hope can actually brings you to where it, it can be interpreted as persistence to um, overcome obstacles and, and you can actually win big time in the end and you know it's it's funny one of the things that we wrote at the end of the article is that um, you know yes while it is not good for the individual entrepreneur to continue if they're not going to succeed right. um, in terms of the indomitable human spirit um, the idea that when we looked at this and we looked at fear and we said, okay, fear should matter because when we're afraid, we move away from things. Right. Hope should matter because we move towards it. Both mattered, as, as, um, as my colleagues noted. But the fact that ultimately hope trumped fear yeah. um, is such a powerful result and I think such a powerful practical view for – Frankly, not only entrepreneurs, but but any business people and frankly, in our time, I think that right now 
there's so much fear in our environment and mm-hmm. and we're we're focused so much on like what could go wrong and hiding yeah. and i think the fact that as humans what we found was that hope mattered more in this context yeah. and ultimately did lead to success for some people is is relevant across the board. That was going to be my next question. And Tori, I'll throw it to you. Is that do you agree with, with Sigal that that there is there is an element of this that can play outside of the entrepreneurial world as well? Um, yeah, I would like to think that, as I said, um, I, I, I view this study um, and its result to be very positive in such a way that um, I am a, I'm a strong believer in, in hope uh, and not um, and, and not fear. Um, and I think in, in the current um, state of affairs of the world, um, it is good to have hope and not to let fear drive us um, more than hope. Um, that is, I think, beyond what we found in the study. And I guess I'm kind of um, not really, uh, I guess I'm kind of saying a bit more than I, I should or I could with the results yeah. of the study. But that is my belief and my personal feeling about this study and I hope I hope that um, it will give people um, some positive thoughts about hope and, and, and not fear. Thank you all for coming in uh, and being on the phone with us. Thank you, Seagal. My thank pleasure. You. Thank you for having us. Tori Vangelis, thank you for your time today. Greatly appreciate it. Seagal Barsad, uh, management professor here at the Wharton School. Tori Huang, entrepreneurship and organizational behavior scholar. Vangelis Suitalis, who is a professor of entrepreneurship at the Cass Business School at City University of London. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.